Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. You guys, I hope you've been enjoying the last few episodes that we've been putting out about money talk. And I know that this could be a very sensitive subject to many of us, but you guys, we love this industry. We have fun with this industry, but we are also in this industry so we can make money. So today I wanted to break this down into the three areas that we are losing money in our business. These are three areas, you guys, that I know that if we are more intentional, if we are opening up our eyes and really thinking about what we are doing in our business, I promise you that this is going to transform your business and get you out of that funk. If you are on the track to make more money, you want to make more money, then listen up and stay tuned to this episode. You guys, these three areas are areas that we do talk about often. We hear about them often, but for some, for whatever reason, we are missing the mark. We are not able to follow through with these particular areas and this is why we are losing money. This is three areas that we easily can transform our business to take control and be more financially successful. And what I truly believe is what of what is happening, it's in our dialogue. It's how we are introducing things. It's how we are saying it that's causing our business not to move forward. We need to become a little bit more assertive And of course, confidence is always important. And sometimes that just comes with experience. But if we can be more intentional about what direction we are wanting to take our business and how we would really like to grow our business, then I believe that we can take more control of each guest that comes in and that experience that we are capable of delivering for them. So let's dive deep into this three areas that we're losing money because it's all about the dialogue. So I want to give you a few different pointers of how I think that you can transform your dialogue and how you're speaking to your guest that is going to create more money in the long run. So let's talk about that. So the first area that we need to discuss is consultations, right? We all know that consultations are important, but sometimes they can feel so boring, right? Sometimes they can feel very quick. How many of you have seen a client numerous times and when they come in, you're not really for sure what to talk about as far as hair, but you talk about everything else in life, right? We need to get back to the basics. And for our consultations, this is the area that is golden when it comes to your opportunities to create add-ons and a higher average ticket. The first area that we have to do for our consultations is listen. And we've all heard this before, but we've got two ears and one mouth. We have to listen twice as much as that we speak. And it's important that we give guests the the platform to be talking for a few minutes at least so we can start hearing the words that they are saying, their frustrations, their challenges, the events that are coming up, the goals that they have for their hair. We need to be listening to all of these things. And if they're not a talker, which some clients sit in your chair and they expect you to talk, then we need to pull it out of them and ask them open-ended questions that are going to create and generate that conversation because that's what the consultation is. It's just a conversation about 
Why are they here? What is their expectation? What results do they want? And what can we do next time for you to set you up for your goals and get you prepared for everything that life is happening for you, right? So we need to listen twice as much as we speak. And we need to be not only listening, but pocketing in the keywords that they say, right? So keywords would be my hair's dry, flat, frizzy, my skin's dry, it's dull, um, I'm breaking out. Um, Another area that we need to listen to is I've got a wedding coming up. I've got a vacation coming up. It's I'm swimming a lot lately. I've been working out a lot lately. I'm having a baby. These are all life events and activities that are going to dictate what type of solutions we could provide for them along with products. Throughout your consultation, you could also be planting the seeds of recommendations. And this is where I feel like in our dialogue that we go wrong. Either we don't say anything, which that never results in any solutions, right? And no outcomes as well. Um, Or we are giving them way too much information and it basically scares them away. Or it's like they, they smell a salesman from a mile away. And some I feel like some hairdressers are either on one spectrum or the other, right? We have to find that happy medium. We have to find that middle ground where we're able to plant seeds, little nuggets of solutions that we can provide for that guest without scaring them away or without um, making enough impact with that particular seed that we're planting, right? So this could look like if a guest keeps on complaining about her hair being dry, you could simply say, I've got a few different solutions. We can discuss that later throughout your service today. So planting the seed in that way or saying, I just got this new product in. I'm really excited. I'll share it with you later. So that creates a little bit more enthusiasm about a solution that you have for her without telling her too much. I think when you start telling them, oh, I've got this smoothing uh, treatment. It's going to cost $300. It takes about two and a half hours to do. It's going to be six weeks or six months of super smooth hair. If you start just basically like vomiting information about your product on them, that's when clients get scared and they pull back and they're like, whoa, she just wants my money. Or she's just trying to keep me here longer. (laughs) Whatever it is, the more information that you give them, I think the more scared and more pulled back they become. So we have to find that middle ground that will work really well for us. And each of us has a different personality and a different tone and a different way of presenting something. But I will say in my experience and what I've been noticing is that we're either doing too much or too little. And we have to find that middle ground because that is the sweet spot where the secret sauce happens, where that's where the money is. That's where the magic happens. That's where the the higher average tickets happen. That's when you get all those add-ons. That's when you make the sales, right? So during the consultation, we really need to be present in the moment. We need to be listening to all the challenges the guest is experiencing, all the future events that they're having, and we need to plant a few seeds during that conversation that can set them up for success, right? So we need to we need to be thinking about what this experience is going to be like during her visit or his visit. And I believe that it's important that we describe that experience to them as well. 
We need to be thinking about the words that they are saying to us and basically reiterating to them exactly what they're saying. Because this builds trust. When you can repeat back to somebody what they are saying, it just shows them that you are listening to them. So if Mary says, my hair is feeling straggly, it's flat, it's kind of dull, I got this big wedding coming up, I just need some help, right? So that's when we come back and we say, okay, Mary, so you're feeling like uh, your ends are feeling a little straggly, you're feeling dull, and we want to find a solution for you for this event coming up. Does that sound right? So yeah, it sounds a little redundant. However, like I said, these repeating back that conversation to them helps them build that trust, helps them know that you're on the same page with them and you're all about finding that solution for them so they leave extremely happy and they feel like you've done not only your job, but you have really elevated that experience for them. I'm also testing out something a little bit different that I'm excited about and I will be interested to find out if it actually helps to increase my average ticket or if it hurts me. And this is where I want to challenge you to be really intentional, present, and observant of how we are presenting things. Because like I said, that the three areas that we're losing money really all comes down to our dialogue and how we're introducing something and how we're saying it. This is where we are missing the mark here. And so what I've been testing out is I've created some a price list on my station and as we're talking about what we are doing with the guest today for her hair, I am able to kind of point out the different things that we're thinking about doing without necessarily saying your total is going to be $300 today. Well, I'm just pointing at, okay, so today you are looking for some highlights. We're also going to tone that blonde so we can really achieve that more honey color for this fall. In addition, we are going to give you a, a deep conditioning treatment to help out with the ends. That way we can keep the length for you. Um, and then we're also going to be blowing out your hair. And I basically am just pointing at the different services that have a price right next to them of what we're doing today. And then I ask their permission. How does that sound to you? And that way, it's, it's understood that, oh, okay, I'm making this investment, but we're focusing always on the results, right? Clients spend money because they want results. So I'm testing it out, you guys, to see if it works or if it work, if it's to my uh, disadvantage. So I'm going to try it out and see where that goes, and I will report back to you of how that works for me. But it's really important that we are setting the, the expectation of the service during that consultation of this is what the service is going to look like. This is the experience that I'm going to give you. It's going to take this much time. It's going to cost this much. This is our goal of what we are trying to uh, create today. And you know the saying, it's always important to um, under promise and over deliver, right? And so... It's important that we are also using that dialogue of, I love this goal of mine. I will do my absolute best to get you closer to that, but I can't promise you that I'm going to be able to achieve just that. But it might take a few sessions as long as you're prepared for that and we can make the commitment together that I'm going to be able to take care of you and get you to the goal and the results that you'd like to see. How does that sound today? 
You see how the dialogue becomes different. It becomes a goal. It becomes this now, this relationship, this communication that's built on trust. And it's built on trust because we are listening. And so, yes, it's how we introduce things. It's our dialogue. But remember, after we listen, we reiterate to them. And we say exactly what they're saying. My ends are dry. Since you said your ends are dry, right? I'm not making words up and telling them this is how you should feel. Nobody likes that, right? Um, Nobody likes to be told how they're feeling. We need to just basically say the same exact things back to them. And you know what, you guys? So what if they're incorrect by saying their hair's dry when really they're just lacking protein? We can say those words again and say, you know what I also think would be great for your hair is to add a protein treatment in. Plant a seed, you know? And I believe that it's important to come to the table with education, but not overwhelmed, remember? Because they are your client. They're not a hairdresser. So if you if you start going to a big dis- discussion of specific ingredients that hair needs to be healthy, you've lost them. You've lost the client. You've lost the ticket. They only are going to come in for the bare minimums because they don't trust you. So plant small seeds. Give them little nuggets throughout this consultation. And remember to be solution-focused. So I hope that you will try a few of those ideas out for your consultation and just be intentional. How are you saying it? Are you reiterating back to them what they have discussed with you? And are you planting seeds and little nuggets? Not too much. You're not dumping it on them, but you got to give them a little something, right? So the next area of the three areas that we're losing money because how we introduce it and how we are saying it is our retail. Yeah. Everybody knows that we have to sell retail, but why? Why is retail important? Well, if you've been listening to me, you know that retail is going to help increase the amount of referrals that you get. So more requests, more people coming in your door. And remember, you either have to have higher average tickets or more clients. So retail is a great way that you can get more clients in your chair or on the table. And then It also is going to produce more loyalty. When you are recommending the right products for your guests and they're using it and they're loving it, it creates that bond between you two. Like, my girl is so awesome. She knew exactly how to fix my hair or fix my skin. So retail is super important because it ties in with those other two. So if you don't feel like you're very strong at selling, then listen up. Keep listening to this because it isn't necessarily about selling. It's about creating the right recommendations so they have the the right results. Your clients want results. So if we can just shift our mindset that it's not about selling, I'm trying to give you the results that you're looking for, it may be different. Again, retail, I'm hearing other stylists, other makeup artists out there that the way that they are introducing the products to guests, they are either dumping way too much information or not giving them enough. And so it's important throughout the guest's experience at the salon that you are planting the seeds throughout the way, but not giving too much. It's important that you, when you introduce a product, that you keep it simple, right? The KISS method. Keep it simple, sister. The KISS method. So we're not going to be saying that, oh, this is this is uh, the, the love hair smoother 
and this is going to make your hair nice and shiny and soft. You put it in your hair when it's wet before you blow it dry, blah, blah, blah. You're saying too much to them. Clients are only going to be like paying attention to you for a few seconds. So keep it short, keep it simple and keep it to the point, right? And be result focused. One big thing that is super important to me when it comes to retail is show and tell, but not too much. So show and tell could be as simple as you handing a guest a product. So I did this the other day with a guest because I wanted to test it out. And I handed a guest the product and I said, this is sunscreen for the hair. You need it. That's it. That's all I said. She bought it. This is where, yes, confidence come into play and being a little assertive, but I believe it was in her best interest. She's going to Arizona. She's going to be swimming. She's going to be outside. And she just spent over $200 on her hair color. It's not that I'm trying to sell her because I want to sell retail. I want her to, her to protect her investment. She's gonna. I already know what her lifestyle is going to look like next week. And so I'm doing her a favor by handing her a hair screen for her hair, right? And so I believe that we just need to flip the script, change the way that we're thinking about retail. If we're thinking about results, we're thinking about how can I support this guest? How can I help them look better, feel better, and be able to do their hair at home? It's a disservice to them if you're not telling them anything, right? But you you heard how I, I did that. I showed her the product. I told her just a nugget of it. I didn't say anything specific about that particular product that it's got this cactus flower that is going to rehydrate the hair and it mimics like the sunflower. No, she does not care. She wants what's best for her hair. She knows that she's got quality um, service and quality products at the location that she's going to. We don't need to say too much. Keep it simple. It's important that we start having that discussion of why are they using the products that they are using at home? We need to find out why they purchased something. Was it because it smelled good? Clients are usually going to tell you why they have something at home. It could be smell, which is pretty common, convenience, cost, quality, results. Those are different reasons why a guest is going to purchase something. So for example, when it comes to smell, a client may say, well, I purchased this product. I really love the smell of coconuts. Okay, so this means that this is your indication that she's going to really be happiest the most with a product that has something light, fruity, tropical, any type of fragrance that is in the coconut phase, right? The the, the coconut smell. So you have to look at, analyze your, your line as well of what fragrances does your line have and is that going to suit her liking as well. If a client really enjoys that tropical fruity, they are going to really dislike vanilla. They're going to dislike sandalwood. That's not their jam. That's not what they like. And so we need to pick out the products that are going to follow suit and capitalize on the fact that they purchase because of smell. If you have an amazing line of products, what you have at the salon now is going to be way better than what they're using at home anyways. And guess what? And if they're using something that's professional at home, we don't necessarily have to talk bad about it or speak ill of it, but I believe that it's it, the clients can try something different, right? If we are changing out our products 
or changing out our hair every season, then so should our products, right? And a shampoo bottle is going to last us, what, maybe two months? And so getting them used to them purchasing products from you is how you can control the conversation and the experience. And when you have a new guest in your chair, it's the perfect opportunity for you to decide how you want your book of business to look like. You want to have that thorough consultation with all your clients and you want them to know the importance of retail and that you have the best products for them to take care of their hair. If it's about convenience, if they're at the grocery store and they're like, well, I just purchased it because I was at the store, then why not more convenient than now? They're at your chair. The retail is right in front of you. So while you're here, just go ahead and stock up. And when it comes to cost, cost is something that I think a lot of us don't sell retail because we are afraid that they won't be able to afford it. We hate asking people for money and we just need to make that little voice be quiet because it is a false a false um, narrative that it's speaking to you that your clients can't afford it. I have several guests that you would probably think that they don't have a ton of money and they are my highest spenders. They're getting hair extensions and they tip me um, a very, you know, 25%. They are purchasing products, but you wouldn't know that, right? And then I have other clients who have Gucci shoes, Louis Vuitton purse, and they tip me nothing, right? (laughs) So we can't always judge a book by its cover of what they can purchase and, and what they can't afford because we don't know that. We don't know how they justify spending their money. So let's not spend it for them, right? We can only do what we know, which is this is the right products to use in order for you to achieve the results and make sure that your hair is healthy, bouncy, or whatever your goal is for your hair, right? That's what we know. And we need to just be always conscious of recommending what is going to give them the results, right? We already know that they're seeking quality because they're at your salon and receiving services from you. But all clients are purchasing because of a certain type of result, but we have to have that discussion and conversation to figure out what it is. What is it that causes them to purchase something? Is it how it looks? Is it the shape of the bottle, the color of the bottle, the smell of it? Um, How long is it going to last? What's the consistency of it? Why do they purchase products? We have to find out what that is, capitalize on that, that, and make that a part of our dialogue when we're introducing and speaking about retail to them. Okay, stick with me, guys. We've got one more area. The three areas that we are losing money in our business is rebooking. Yes, we all know we got to rebook our our guests, but it's how we're introducing our rebooking. It's how we're saying it that's causing us to lose money. And so we need to figure out what type of dialogue are we using that is causing us not to be able to rebook their appointment. One of the dialogue verb one of the dialogue sentences that does not work for me is would you like to rebook your next appointment it just doesn't work for me and you know what there's more of an importance now more than ever that i need to get them rebooked one i'm busy i'm going to predict that two i have to predict that i need income i've got bills up the wazoo i know that i have to pay them and the only way i'm going to be able to pay them is if i get clients in my chair and so we all know that your guests hair 
or skin, their hair's growing out half inch a month, right? We know they're going to have outgrowth. They're going to need their hair colored. We know that their hair is short. And so after four weeks, it's just not going to look the same. It doesn't sit the same. It's sitting on the shoulder, right? We can predict those things. So why are we failing when it comes to rebooking? And it's all about how we're introducing it to them. There is no demand. There is no rush. There's no urgency of why they would do it. And yes, I get it. There may be a small percentage of clients who are just flying at the seat of their pants and they just can't make commitments because that's just not how they're wired. But you should at least be um, having a goal of 75% of your guests at least should be rebooking their appointments. Now more than ever, it's important to me because I don't have a receptionist. I don't have anybody else to rely on to making those appointments. So guess what? When Mary decides that she's not going to rebook her appointment, Guess what time she's texting me? She's texting me at either 2 a.m. or 5 a.m. because that's when she thinks about her hair. I'm not thinking about her hair at that time, nor do I want to, right? That's when I'm either sleeping or I'm I'm up doing something for myself, right? So it's more important now than more than ever to be taking control of your books. And once you get your client used to rebooking their appointment, it's not a, a question. It's more like, um, we, you, we like four weeks or five weeks. Okay. Uh, is Tuesday or Thursday your best day? Okay. Is 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. best for you? We have to give them options. And we have to remember events. Remember in our consultation, that's when we have to talk about, oh, okay, you're going to be swimming a lot or you're going to, you have a wedding or you have a vacation, you have a, a, your anniversary date night. Those important milestones to that client is going to be important to us so we can figure out how to put them in our books. Right now, we are uh, mid-August. I've got to be thinking about the holidays already, right? Um, I mean, 2020, this year can't be over fast enough, but and it is flying by uh, fast, thankfully, with all the chaos going on. But right now, I'm thinking about, I got to set you up till the end of the year. Okay, because I I guarantee I'm going to be busy this holiday, just like everybody is every year around the holidays, right? It's our craziest time of year. Can we just get a predictable um, schedule happening for this winter? That way clients aren't trying to squeeze in in every little nook and cranny possible into your schedule. And by the time the holidays are here, you are just so wiped out that you just can't even get off the couch. I mean, it is miserable when when it's like that. And, and if you're anything like me, there has been times in the past where I've had like two weeks of it was like crickets at the salon. It was just dead. And then all of a sudden it was, the, you know, calm before the storm and this huge mass rush of people and, oh, I forgot to rebook my appointment and can you fit me in? Can you fit me in? Can you fit me in? And now we're working 12-hour days, five days a week leading up to the holidays. It sucks. It is not sustainable. It is not how we need to have our books. And so we have to think about not only their events, but seasonal events, our personal events. I hope we're taking time off and that we're not working 12 hours behind the chair and that we're not working, you know, six, seven days a week. It's not sustainable. You are going to burn yourself out. But the only way we can take control of that is our dialogue and how we rebook our guests. So we need to start changing our dialogue of it's not, do you want to rebook? It's let's rebook four to five weeks. We have to tell them that's our job. And if you're not 
if you're not telling them what they need on their hair, when they need to rebook, then we're not doing our job. It's not about being aggressive or a force. It's about taking control of our business so we don't lose money. If we can give options for our guests as opposed to yes or no, do you want to rebook? Do you want not run a rebook? It's not a big deal. Who cares? I do care. I can tell you right now, I know and predict that I have X amount of bills coming in next month. I need to predict that my schedule is going to be busy. And the only way that we can predict predict that is if we are still focusing on rebooking. And like I said, once you get create that habit and that consistency with every single guest, then your guests will never question it. And if you feel uncomfortable about it, it's because you haven't done it enough, okay? So in order for you to get uncomfortable, in order for you to get comfortable, you have to get uncomfortable. So test it out. Test it out on Mary, her next appointment. I, you know, you don't even have that, have to have that discussion of, I know you don't really like to rebook, but I'm really trying to rebook. Don't explain yourself to her. Just tell her, you know what? You've got a really busy schedule and I do too. And I need to get you back in. Let's do four weeks. Do you like this day and time? And just try it. I mean, you do not have to be like aggressive, mean about it. You're, if anything, creating conveniency for them right? Your conveniency for them because they're really busy and their schedule is very important. Guess what? So is yours. So I want us to be very intentional, very mindful of our dialogue, how we're introducing things, how we are saying things. And I want us to test it out. If you are saying the same dialogue to five people and they all say no to you, then that dialogue is not your jam. That is not your secret sauce. You got to lose it because if you do, or if you don't lose it, you're going to lose money. We have to make sure that we are talking like our guests talk, right? So We have to repeat their concerns to them. We have to repeat their goals to them, repeat their plans to them. Remember, it's building trust because they are understanding that we understand them. We're listening to them very carefully so we can repeat what they say. And we have to be consistent every single day. We got to show up with the intentions of, I'm going to do a thorough consultation. We're going to talk about retail and solutions for their hair because it's going to contribute to more people in my chair. It's going to contribute to their loyalty. It's going to contribute to a higher average ticket. And I'm going to be consistent and commit to rebooking my guests because I only want to work three days or four days behind the chair and I want it to be a smart book so I have people back to back That way I make enough money so I can pay my bills, right? We create a career that supports the life that we want to live and we only can do that if we're intentional behind the chair every single day at the salon, we are showing up. It's important that you are testing what works. We've got to find our flow and only you can decide and figure that out for yourselves. But I'm telling you right now, if you are not making the money that you want to make, something's got to change. We've got to change something in our business. And these three areas, if we can transform them, it's all about how we introduce and how we are speaking about it. I want to thank you so much for being a part of the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. I hope you really are enjoying the Money Talk series that we are on. I can't wait for the next series. I'm going to give you a little secret. It's all about social media marketing. Super excited, guys. I cannot wait. 
Um, I hope that you guys are enjoying this podcast. Do me a, a favor and leave a review if you are loving this podcast and make sure to connect on the Facebook group page at the Salon and Suite Business. Thank you all. Love you all. And keep believing in yourself because I believe in you. Thanks for listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer Podcast. If you love to keep track of your favorite shows, then subscribe to this podcast to receive the newest edition when it's released. This podcast was created with you in mind, so I'd love to get your review to learn how this podcast has helped you in your career. And because I love my listeners and want to connect more, join me in our free Facebook community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash salon and sweet business. My mission is to help beauty professionals like you create a career that supports the life you want to live. Thank you for being a part of the journey.